All right, hello and welcome to Fight Picks with the Pros. My name is Garrett and today we're going to review four fights from the upcoming UFC Fight Night. As always, I'm joined by the former Ultimate Fighter Season 18 champ, Chris Holds It Down Holdsworth. What's up? All right, guys, stick around to the end of the show to see our picks for the main event. Let's go. Introducing Fight Picks with the Pros. Brought to you by FanDuel. All right, the first fight we have up is Sam Smiling Alvey coming in as a plus 150 underdog versus Julian Cuban Missile Crisis Marquez coming in as the minus 182 favorite. So this is a good matchup. I like Smiling Sam Alvey. He's moving down to 185, a bigger guy. So moving to middleweight is an interesting move for him. You know, he's taken a few losses in a row, so maybe it's going to be a good change for him. Then we all know Marquez on the other side is famous for he just got his come got that comeback submission win and he called out Miley Cyrus to be his Valentine. Kind of botched that call out. We could talk about that a little bit more. But first off, Chris, what do you think about this fight? What do you think about smiling Sam Alvey specifically? Man, the guy's always smiling. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, that's I really like his walkout. He's coming out, big smile on his face, but he really brings it. He's always uh, impressed me when he's fought. You know, even when he loses, he you know he, he throws some good you know strikes and his grappling is you know not too shabby, and he's got a lot of experience. You know, he's got uh looks like almost close to fifty fights. Yeah. So um, I think that's might play uh, a role in this fight versus Marquez, but you got Marquez on the other hand who you know has won six out of his last seven. You know he, he's on he's on a roll right now, and yeah. um, you know guys like that are only going to get better and their confidence is only going to rise. So. You know, this is this is gonna be a good one. I think uh, I think Sam is gonna, you know, probably try to mix things up a little bit. And you know, I know Julian uh, likes to grapple, so we'll we'll see what happens. Yeah, I think Sam. He's always been a guy with a lot of power. He's got 19 TKOs. He said in his pre-fight interview that he has more KOs than Marquez has fights, and he thinks experience <laughs> is gonna play a factor in this fight. He's also carries a lot of power at light heavyweight, and now he's moving down to middleweight. So wow. I'll be uh, interesting to see if he's still going to carry that same power. On the other side, Marquez, he's 8-2, 6 TKOs. He's coming off a decision that was iffy, and then after that, he got that where he was really getting pieced up, and then he came back with that great submission win. So that's me being really picky. I'm trying to break it down. I think I think Sam Alvey's going to bring some power, and Marquez, he's... He's slipping in these victories. I think it's kind of set up for an upset here. I'm pulling a little bit for Alvi, but before we jump into our official picks, what do you think about Julian Marquez on, on his side of the, the fight? You know, he's coming off a big layoff. Um, so when you're coming off a layoff, yeah. you, know, you probably weren't able to train as much or you're only able to train one discipline because you have to work around the injury. Um, but you're also very hungry. So... Uh, you know, he, he's probably, you know, wants to fight as many uh, times as he could and, you know, get some wins under his belt. But like you said, Sam moving down in weight, uh, you know, I think he's going to bring the power. And, you know, now I'm thinking about, I do think the experience is going to play a factor. And, uh, you know, if I'm going to make my pick, I think Sam LV is, is going to win via TKO and probably the second round. Ooh, I like, I like that pick. I'm now that we're giving our official picks. Like I said, when I when I saw he got the decision win, and then I watched him get pieced up, and then come from behind Marquez and get that submission win, which was great. But I'm I sometimes I go by feel on these fight picks, and and I really feel like Sam Alvey is really going to bring a lot of power coming down. He's got to be motivated going through this skid. 
I think this is where he's going to break it up. I'm also go, going smiling Sam Alvey by TKO victory. All right, let's jump on to the next fight. So in this fight, we got Nina, the Strina. <laughs> Anna, oh no, Anna Sarov? Yeah, Anna Sarov. I'll take it. Nina, the Strina, coming in as a minus 115 favorite against Mackenzie Dern. She's a minus 104 underdog. So this is an interesting fight. Mackenzie Dern has missed weight three times. Uh, it's definitely something to note. She's trying to come in and make this draw weight. I'm surprised that the UFC is allowing her to stay in this weight class. Um, I believe last time she missed weight by about seven and a half pounds. So it's not like she's missing by a pound or two. And they're still keeping her here. So that, that's that's fascinating to me. We'll see what happens. It has to be a definitely a big topic if she's going to be able to make weight or not. Uh, Nina's a great fighter. She was... You know, she, she gets some publicity is known of course she's she's uh Amanda partners Nunez. with Amanda Nunes yeah. right and she was a mediocre fighter to be honest a couple years ago and she's really stepped up her game I don't know she's training with Amanda all the time and, Probably. and, and yeah. they're they're talking about game and she's four and one in her last five fights and she's beat some great girls like Claudia Gadelia Angela Hill and she looks she looks great so what do you think about Nina? Do you think uh, her with uh, Amanda Nunes is, is is playing a role here? Yeah, of course. You know, when you're when you're training with the best female fighter on the planet, you have no no reason to get better, right? Yeah. And that same same goes for like the guys that are training with you know top level fighters. Um, you know, iron sharpens iron, but you also uh, you know have to be aware of you know having dull iron. You know, clashing too much. You yeah. know, with, with those top level fighters, so. Um, her record's 10 and six, like you said, she's put together, you know, some good wins. She's four and one in her last fights, but you know, let's, let's be real. Like if Mackenzie Dern gets you to the ground, uh, yeah. you know, she's probably going to submit you. Um, and, and I think that's the way this fight's going to go. I think, you know, Mackenzie's ground game is just, you know, a couple notches higher than a lot of these females. Um, at, at least, you know, where she's at right now in that division. And it's going to be hard to deal with. You know, yeah. if, if it hits the mat, it's going to be hard to deal with. And it seems like she's feeling it lately, Mackenzie Dern yeah. on the other side, because she's got a few submission wins and she's got a few in a row, right in a row in the first round. And it seems like she's building into her game plan. Before I'd watch her, and it seems like she's flowing with where the fight goes. And then she really utilizes her jujitsu skills when she gets to the ground. She is extremely high level. But these last couple of fights, it seems like she's pressing the fight to get there. She's saying, yeah. let's take it to the ground. And she's doing that uh, through her grappling for the most part and some takedown attempts. But she's really grappling, getting the fight to the ground and getting these early finishes. So it'll be interesting. It's always fascinating to me every time Mackenzie Dern comes up because she has this fascinating story where she's taken on this Brazilian accent and she's definitely can speak pure English, but uh, over the years, it's even gotten so bad to where they're bringing a translator in the octagon to translate for her. And she doesn't need a translator. She doesn't speak Portuguese. She does maybe a little bit. And she's like molded herself to have a Brazilian accent because she's trained over there. Have you heard about that or seen any of the stories on that? Well, I definitely think she speaks Portuguese. Her dad is full Brazilian. Oh, really? You know, okay. Mega, Megaton Diaz is is a pretty famous uh, Brazilian jiu-jitsu oh, star out there. Yeah, so she's half Brazilian. I think her mom is American. So I think, uh, you know, when you're hanging out with a lot of Brazilians, um, it probably rubs up rubs yeah. off on you and then she probably took on that persona as well as like being the brazilian 
you know, the black belt. Yeah. yeah, and the accent just kind of. And I think her her man is Brazilian too. Yeah, so like, yes. They're probably always talking Brazilian, but you know, some people do. Uh, you know, take on the accents a little too hardcore sometimes. Yeah. But you know, I'm sure she she, she hers is pretty natural because she's she's been speaking Portuguese her whole life. You know, with her dad and stuff. I can see that. Yeah. Yeah. I can see that with her dad being around people, and you're right. Uh, she, her boyfriend, I'm not sure, her husband not, could possibly be now. Is also speaks Portuguese, but it's just really fascinating to see the video online of her speaking like perfect English, and then it like slowly molds it over time. Yeah, into, like, she definitely persona. speaks really good English. I've heard her speak like in, in yeah. interviews and stuff. So, um, you know, maybe she's not a uh, you know practicing as much nowadays. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, just just fascinating threw it in there. But for her, she's she's extremely talented, and we all know where her strength is is in her Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. Not not to say she can't hold her own on the feet. So we know those are the two game plans coming in. Nina's gonna keep it on the feet. Mackenzie Dern is going to try to take it down and get that victory. So at the end of the day, how do you see the fight officially unfolding? And who's your win in uh, method of victory? I think this is probably Mackenzie's toughest fight. Um, yeah, yeah I, I definitely think so. We'll, we'll see uh, if her striking's. I think it's gotten better. I, I've noticed over the last couple of fights, Mackenzie's yeah. putting putting together her punches uh, better, and she's mixing in the level changes and takedowns a lot better off her strikes. Uh, and let, let's see, you know, if, if Nina is in shape after, you know, after having a kid and she's ready to go, I'm sure she is. I, I think Mackenzie is going to be able to, you know, use her stand up to, to get some takedowns um, and end up winning uh, by submission. And mm, I would say uh, probably going to be in the second round. OK, I think that's a good pick. I'm going to go on the other side on this one. I'm going with Nina. I think she's going to defend and negate the takedowns, keep it on the feet. I think it's going to be close back and forth. It might even get into some exchanges, some grappling, and some ground game where I'm thinking Nina can get out of it. I think she'll come in as a stronger fighter. I think at the end of the day, Nina's going to piece her up and win by split decision for Nina. And that's my official fight pick. So let's move on to the next fight we have up. One of my favorite fighters, Mike Platinum Perry, coming in as the plus 142 underdog. First, Daniel D-Rod Rodriguez coming in as a minus 172 favorite. So Daniel Rodriguez has been calling out Mike Perry. He's been wanting this fight for a while now. He's been calling out the matchup on Twitter, and it finally, uh, a little while ago, got re retreated by uh, Platinum Mike Perry. And his response was, uh, after uh, Daniel Rodriguez said, I'm going to retire, you're going to be in the unemployment line after our fight. And Mike Perry said, not with those skinny little chicken legs you got there boy <laughs> i thought that was that made me laugh and so we'll, we'll jump in and talk about mike perry first he's 14 and 11 11 tkos always fun to watch always letting the leather fly and throwing big punches but he's been known to get get pieced up and, and let that jab get in on him and and he takes more shot than shots than he's given and it always seems like he's waiting to land that big shot that big overhand right and he's getting touched too much but let's let it be known because he had such a meteoric rise in the UFC and started as an undefeated fighter, put a few guys away and was really pumped up in the media because of kind of his style. He got, you know, Luke a uh, matchup, Jeff Neal, who, who's tearing through people. Uh, Tim Means was the last fight. That's the one I thought he should have win uh, that he ended up taking uh, his last loss. So it's he has a, he's been he's had an interesting road and since when he lost to Tim Means Dana said hey he came out to fight much like Woodley showed a great even though he took the the loss he he actually came out actually came out to fight so you know that's what we want to see and after that fight it was said that Mike Perry's a new guy he's he's uh, had a kid he's he's on the right path now he's gonna get it back together 
And then <laughs> literally it was the day after that, it was in the media and a video came up on social that Mike Perry high kicked a, a glass door at a hotel and mm. split his leg open and he's bleeding everywhere. I don't know if you saw that on social media. So he always has some type of controversy. He's got a great opponent here in Daniel Rodriguez. So Chris, I throw it over to you. What do you think about Mike Perry uh, and what do you think his mentality is coming into this fight? Yeah, Mike Perry's a uh, super entertaining. Uh, he's he's always you know bringing that uh, side of things to the fights. You know, having his girlfriend in his corner, yeah. uh, his social media, just uh, his antics, just everything about him. But I've noticed like he's actually been getting better as time goes on. Like his grappling is getting better. I, I think it's just his MMA training in general is, is getting better and stepping up. And he's fought a lot of tough guys. Uh, you know, he might have some losses yeah. under his belt, but you know, he's fighting guys that you know are are, are in the top, you know, five or top ten yeah. of the division. Um, you know, Daniel Rodriguez is, is is a really good striker. He's got he's got heavy hands, and I know he trains with Cerrone um, and Joe Schilling, mm -hmm. who is like a really good Muay Thai champion. So we'll see if Mike can you know uh, last those those big shots with you know. Uh, Daniel's reach advantage. He's got three inches on him. Yep. So I, I definitely think he's going to try to keep it on the outside and, and use those power shots and, you know, finish with kicks and stuff like that. But, you know, if Perry's smart, he's going to put, put this guy against the cage and use that, you know, that brawling, uh, that brawling style that he's so good at mixing in those short shots, putting him against the cage, the dirty boxing, even taking him down, yep. you know, talking about, you know, he beat Aliquinta in a grappling yeah, so I was gonna, match. I was going to ask you about that. So yeah. Tip, typical analysis that this would be it's going to be a stand-up and banging-out type of fight. Both these guys like to box. They both like to throw heavy hands. Both have a nice T TKO to win ratio. But Mike Perry just beat Alaquinta, who's no slump in a gra grappling uh, submission underground match. What do you think about Mike Pel Perry's strategy to come in and maybe shoot for a few takedowns and, and take it to the mat? I think that would be the smartest thing he, he can do. You know, mix up the grappling. Uh, I was impressed by his grappling with Aliquinta, and like I said, over the fights watching, it looks like he's getting better in the wrestling department. It's getting better in the jiu-jitsu department, um, and now he just needs to put it all together in this next fight. Put Daniel against the cage, not let him use his range, and you know, get those strikes from the outside. Get inside and use those big bombs that he likes to throw, yep. and even get some takedowns and use his grappling to you know take Rodriguez out. Yeah, I, I like that. I think I hope his. It'd be the obvious thing in, in his corner. Let's let's do some more grappling. Let's let's shoot for some takedowns at least to make uh, Daniel worry about those shots and and change up the game a little bit. I could see Mike Perry landing a few big shots and then feel comfortable on the feet and, and go away from that strategy. I hope he doesn't. I'll start this one off for my official fight pick. I like both these guys. I enjoyed learning more about Daniel Rodriguez. He does have heavy hands. He's a good striker. He's a minus one seventy two favorite. So the money's going on him. A lot of people are picking him to win. That's why I like this fight because I feel like Mike Perry coming off a few losses is going to be a dangerous guy in there. He knows he's coming in to keep his job potentially. Um, he knows he needs to get a win. So I like where the money's going. I like these lines. So for my official pipe fight pick, I'm going Mike Perry by TKO win. And Daniel Rodriguez is not a guy that gets put away like this. So this I, I, I was tempted to go to this decision. But I think Mike Perry has heavy hands, and I'm going to say it's going to be a second-round TKO for Mike Perry. That's my official fight pick. Chris, how do you see it? Nice. I got Mike Perry. I think he's going to uh, squeak this one out with the yeah. decision. I think he's going to do enough, uh, get on the inside, you know, stuff Daniel's uh, long-range strikes, get him against the cage, and, and use that brawling takedown uh, ground-and-pound style to you know win those rounds.
All right, let's move on to our new segment on Fight Picks with the Pros. We got our early prediction. So this is where we're going to check it out. We know these lines shift a lot to these upcoming fights, especially when they're four weeks, six weeks out. So we're going to start doing some early predictions here. This one, we got Kamaru, the Nigerian Nightmare Usman. He's currently as the minus 400 favorite against Jorge Gamebred Masvidal. He's a plus 310 underdog. So this is an interesting fight. We all know how this played out last time. Uh, Kamaru Usman won all five rounds uh, against Jorge Masvidal in a fight in Abu Dhabi. He did take the fight on six days notice. So he really saved the card, saved the fight, flew out there. And even though he lost every round, it was competitive. Not like he was you know, getting beat up super bad. A lot of grappling, a lot of top control and grappling control by Usman with all those foot stops and, and holding Jorge against the cage. Um, but both these guys have gone on to fight outside of this. Jorge uh, you know, beat, beat Nate Diaz and is looking extremely confident. He's got that BFF, uh, BMF belt. And, of course, with his, his media rise, is, is gets a lot of attention. On the other side, Kamaru Usman went off and beat Gilbert Burns. He's 18-1. He's just a scary, focused dude. And after his fight against Gilbert Burns, he a lot of people said, who's going to be up to get the fight? Um, and he called out Jorge. He said, I want to make that right. I don't want any excuses. Six days notice. Give me that fight. I'm ready for it. So this fight is officially booked. What do you think about Kamaru Usman? And then we'll get over to Jorge. Man, the dude's a beast. <laughs> uh, I think he's going to be champ for a while. And he's proven it time and time again why he's champion. Uh, and he's just getting better and better. You know, he's training with Trevor Whitman. You know, he, he changed things up. He used to be with uh, Henry Hoof at the Sanford mm -hmm. MMA guys. Um, but I think there was just a lot of guys his weight class in, yeah. at that at that gym. So he moved on to Trevor, and you know that personalized training sometimes you know does it for some guys. Um, mm -hmm. Just getting that extra attention, you know, working your fight camp around, you know, just structuring everything around your fight camp, not coming into you know all these big group classes and having mm -hmm. to you know spar, spar with everybody. So I'm I'm noticing you know guys at the highest level now are. Uh, you know, individualizing their their fight camps and you know bringing in coaches, bringing in their training partners because you know at that at that level you have the money to do so. Like you know when guys are first starting, they don't have money to bring in sparring partners and yeah. you know be, you know get a bunch of ton of uh, private attention. So they have to do all the group stuff. So I think that's played a a, a, a good role in Camaro's uh, you know title defenses, and he's only going to get better. Now, George, on the other hand, uh, he's always got that X factor. He, he can KO you with flying knees or punches or, or whatever it is. But I think the fight's going to you know, be pretty similar. I think George is going to, uh, of course, have better conditioning, and he's going to be able to outlast uh, you know, some of those takedowns a bit more this time. But I think Kamaru's going to do the same thing. He's going to be able to get the takedown, win control these rounds, round. control him, win, win every round, um, and, and get the and get the decision win. Yeah. Uh, I like this fight. So you're going early. You're going uh, Kamaru Usman by decision, which yeah. is this is definitely a great pick. I I like Jorge already having a fight against Kamaru Usman. He knows the game plan coming in. He's felt his strength. His team has got that have has that opportunity as well. So hopefully he's coming in with a different game plan. Yeah. Of course, coming in in shape with with a full camp, and he can talk to some people on the inside who have fought <laughs> Kamaru Usman previously. Uh, so it's interesting. If it was a straight-up fight, I'm going Kamaru Usman. I like those odds on Jorge is, is plus 310 right now. So let's say you put $100 on Jorge to win the fight. You're going to make $310. I, I like those odds, especially if you're picking a Jorge 
by KO or Jorge by decision. If you're picking the method of victory too, you're really going to see that that uh, plus money jump. So one side of me would say, you know, pick the win and method of victory for Jorge it could be a good bet here, and, and I and I like that pick. But the realistic side of me is saying Kamaro Usman. So my official early prediction is going to be Kamaro Usman. I, man, I, I, I want to switch up our picks. We're, you know, we're on the same page a lot. But I'll go Kamaru Usman by decision is my early prediction as well. That's really how I see that. If I was to see the fight unfold in my head, that's how I see it playing out. So that'll be my official fight pick for now. But as we lead up to the fight, things could change. We'll see how these lines move. And, and then we'll give our pick again when it comes to fight week. So you're going Kamaru Usman by decision. I'm copying you on that. I'm going tomorrow. Yeah, let's let's tell everyone, too, that this is going to be like one of the first events where all the fans are going to be back. You're right. Yeah, so it's going to be full. Cap City. Jacksonville. Uh, yeah, Jacksonville is letting it happen. So that, you know, that, that puts a different spin on things as well. Yeah, that'll be interesting. Who takes in the, the, the that pressure more? I feel like Jorge loves that. He soaks it in. Maybe that'll put some pressure on Usman. I don't think so. He's no, got a rock yeah, solid mentality, yeah. too. So this is a wild fight. I hope it's a little bit more competitive. Competitive. I love to see uh, some rounds go back and forth, and not be so dominant um, for Kamaru every round. Uh, so it's exciting. Yeah, that the fans sold it out. I think it was like 17 minutes. Uh, the whole arena wow. sold out. So it's pretty ridiculous. Fans are chomping at the bit to come back, and who knows? We'll we'll, we'll see what happens. All right, now let's move on. It's time for the main fight pick of the evening. All right, what's up, guys? We're on to the main event of the evening. The previous main event was scrapped. Darren Till is no longer going to be performing. He broke his collarbone. And as a replacement, we saw it all week, Call Big Mouth, and now he's in. Kevin Trailblazer Holland. Yes. He's coming into fight as the plus 270 underdog coming into this fight. And we got Marvin, the Italian dream, Vittori coming in as a minus 355 favorite. So heavy, heavy favorite for Marvin. So Chris, right off the bat, what's your opinion on how this all shook up and Kevin taking the fight? Well, this is not the first time, you know, he's taking a short notice fight. You know, he takes advantage of those opportunities and staying in shape year round. Um, and the UFC loves guys that, uh, you know, that save cards and get in there on short notice and, you know, are willing to fight, you know, anytime. Yep. So uh, I'm a huge Kevin Holland fan. You know, he's, he's got a lot of uh, good wins in this past year. And uh, I want to see how uh, he matches up versus Marvin because Marvin's, you know, no joke. Yeah, he's, he's a tough guy. So we know Kevin's story. He's always calling out for fights. He's a guy, we talk about this a lot, Chris. He takes advantage of his mic time yeah. after fights, post-fight interviews, and he's super entertaining, funny, comedic. So he's great, and he's able to get these fights. And he had, he had this 5-0 and run through 2020. Now it's 2021. He just took a loss to Brunson. Tough, tough fight. So his mentality coming in this fight is coming in as a heavy underdog. I'm surprised to see him as a, a plus 270 underdog coming in this fight. I thought these odds makers would make this more of an even money line. But maybe that's uh, good, good for all the betters out there. What do you think about Kevin coming in as such an underdog? Is there something I'm missing about the Italian dream? that he's... Yeah, I, I think it probably has to do with for one, it's short notice, yeah. so yeah, yeah. somehow that uh, mixes in with with the betting or whatever it is. Uh, yeah. Um, but on, on the other hand, I think coming off the loss and Marvin coming off a win, you know, might might play play into it a little bit too. But yeah. uh, I, I like the matchup. I think Holland's going to stay long and uh, try to try to use those those laser right hands to yes. you know to, to stop Marvin coming in. But 
I think Marvin needs to press him against the cage and, you know, work that grappling that, you know, he's really good at or mixing everything up. Yeah, and for Vittori, he's, he, he's never been finished. He's a guy that gets a lot of decision wins, I've noticed. So I, I think that's something they're seeing. I see that there's a lot of, you know, plus 500 for Kevin Holland to win by KO. I, I like that prop. Plus 320 uh, for Marvin Vittori to win by submission, and he does have nine subs on his record. So there's some heavy things to work look out for. What do you think Vittori's – he, he knows that Kevin wants to stand and bang and stand and yeah. strike. And he's saying in some interviews that he's ready to stand and strike with him. And, and a lot of people say that until maybe that he feels yeah. one of those big heavy right straights. And then he, he'll lean on his submission game. I hate when guys say, I'm ready to stand and bang with him, kind of showing off when we know Vittoria has a big strength on the ground. Mm. Do you, if, if you, let's say you're his corner man, you're, you're his coach going into it, what would be your game strength if, if you were Marvin Vittoria coming in to beat Kevin Holland? Well, I would have a lot of confidence for one, you know, knowing that I've been getting ready for a main event fight, a five round fight. Um, you know, it's different, you know, than a three round fight. You got those two extra rounds and um, if you're not prepared for that and it goes later in the rounds, you, you're probably going to, you know, end up losing or, or yeah. you know, not doing too well. So uh, I know Kevin he stays in shape year round. He's probably always in the gym and uh, you know, the best way to get over losses are getting back in there and, and, and getting after it again and, and trying to get a win and then everyone forgets your loss yeah and, you know, all they now oh he just beat marvin vittori on short notice or whatever it is but um if marvin and his camp play this smart i think they need to press the pace a little bit mm-hmm. um you know find their way in with with slips and, and closing the distance with, with those big shots and getting him to the clinch wearing him down making it a mixed martial arts fight grappling against the cage a little bit of clinch and then uh start wearing kevin down since uh, he might not be in the best shape since yeah. it's short notice. And we just saw how he was able to be controlled on the ground l- yeah. last fight, right, yeah. constantly. And he had the advantage on the feet against Brunson, yeah. but he just couldn't get up. Every time he got taken down, you know, I was pulling for Kevin in that fight, and every time he got taken down, you had that feeling like, he's he's not going to be able to get back up. Here's another two and a half minutes on the ground. And if Marvin Vittori has the ground game that everyone's saying he does, uh, you know, he's very strong. Has it been against a guy like Kevin Holland? We all already see that he has a weakness on the ground. So I think it could be the same type of, of matchup, same type of outcome as the previous fight. But when it comes down to it, what is going to be your official fight pick for this main event? Man, I really like uh, Kevin Holland. You know, like I, I said, hope. like talked a little bit, you know, backstage one time. But uh, I, just, I just, you know, the MMA uh, math in my head is saying, you know, I'm pulling for Marvin Vittori yeah. just because I, I feel like he's been getting ready for the fight and – uh, he's good enough to not get hit early um, and, and, you know, and take this fight to the ground and, and make it a long one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so after saying that, I'll give you, you my official fight pick. I think in this one, my heart is telling me Kevin Holland by knockout, that big prop, he's not going to lose two in a row. He's going to bring back the momentum. That's what my heart wants to say. But if I want to say my safe pick on this one, um, what I think the actual outcome is going to be, I'm going to say Marvin, the Italian dream, Vittori, by decision win. I think he's going to be too much for him, even though it's in the main event. And they do have five rounds to play it out. A finish can happen anywhere. But I think he is going to uh, – it's going to be some back and forth in the first opening rounds, round one, round two. And then the takedowns are going to start uh, settling in. Kevin's not going to be able to get up. He's going to get tired. And I see Marvin Vittori winning three to four rounds in this fight and getting the decision win. Okay. Yeah, I can, I can see that. Um I'm going to say I think Marvin is going to get like the TKO maybe in the the third or fourth. Okay. Um, I think, like like you say, he's going to get the takedown. And um, 
man, the decisions are going back and forth. <laughs> uh, I can see, uh, I can see it being a good first round. Marvin's gonna get rocked. He's gonna get wobbled. But he's gonna be able to, you know, keep it standing and maybe get a takedown. But I think in the third or fourth round, once Kevin uh, starts dying down a little bit, I think he, he'll get finished on the ground. Okay, so that's your fight pick. I'm going with Vittori by decision. Chris is going Vittori by third or fourth round TKO. I'm Garrett. This is Chris. Thank you guys for watching Fight Picks with the Pros. We'll see you next time. We hope you enjoyed this video. Don't forget to subscribe and get notified when we upload next.